0: Okay, hello, this is William Tharp, and welcome again to Home Quizzes, Questions About Real Estate. Today is going to be Episode 7. Today's question is going to be, what is the Starbucks effect? Now, this is a pickup from Episode 6, if you remember, what is gentrification, when it ended, Um, So we're going to go ahead and and kind of review one more thing, but but now when buying or investing in a house, one of the most important things to keep in mind is your neighborhood. It's often preached the three most important words in real estate are location, location, location. One of the next most important real estate rules is to buy your home at the right time and at the right price. Uh, This speaks to the fact that, you know, buying low and selling high is the concept. Remember, uh, whether or not you're going to make a profit in the long or short term is going to be determined at the time you buy the house, not when you sell it. So if you just buy the house thinking you might make a profit, it, it needs to be really thought hard and close about, you know, when and where you're going to buy that house because that's when it's determined. Now, buying in an area that is going through gentrification is always a great investment simply because you know that it's at the beginning of the cycle. And the closer you can get to the beginning of when it all starts, the more high-end profit you're gonna have after everything's developed and done. This is also seen a lot of times in new construction. You know, whether you, you buy one of the first houses that's developed as opposed to one of the end, it's going to be worth a, a lot more in equity to you than uh, it will be if you wait the three or four years it takes to develop it out. So to highlight the, uh, the word gentrification one more time, in case you have missed episode six, this is the process where the character of a poor urban area or or just poor area is changed by wealthier people moving in, improving housing and attracting new businesses, typically displacing the current inhabitants, um, or at least changing them. Okay, now a good example for this is in in episode six we talked about the Harvard study, and this was uh, based upon Yelp data that had, was collected from businesses, and what what I really uh, liked about it was that for the first time. Uh, We have uh, two studies we're going to talk about today. This one and one uh, by the uh, owners of uh, Zillow. So people started to realize that through the Internet and through all these vast collections of uh, business information, they could start to extrapolate where the economy was going to go and more importantly, where a neighborhood was going to go. Now, a lot of times this is called tapestry data. You can, you know, collect this. Uh, there are certain industries or little little cubby industries that actually do nothing but collect little business data from everybody as they report uh, throughout. And uh, then they resell it to people like um, uh, Edward Glazer, who, who is using it, for instance, to data. Uh, Yelp's big uh, contribution was, of course, having all the business data in one database, which really made it easier. So uh, when the article document goes through it, one of the things that, that it showed that once a new Starbucks came into a area, that the immediate time that the Starbucks opened its door, all property values within you know a quarter to half a mile went up half a percent. Just done. And they continued to increase as, as they that particular Starbucks stayed in place. Now... One of the reasons for this, the study thought was, and I think this is what they're on to, is who goes to a Starbucks? I mean, let's face it, Uh, you're not going to find um you know when you when you're looking at coffees that start typically at four dollars and go upwards of of nine depending upon your combinations uh, it's going to have to have somebody in the middle class or upwards to even think about going to it because else it's it's a treat especially when you're picking up you know six you know for friends and all the kids in the car it becomes a lifestyle stop Uh, now towards that starbucks of course wants to place its um Stores are in great convenience to people going into those neighborhoods. So when the Starbucks uh, real estate department at the times, it's time for a new Starbucks, it means that they've seen over a period of time, maybe a year, maybe two, an increased um, uh, amount of wealthier people moving into a neighborhood that are going to consume their product and hence they go. So that's something you want to think about. Um, One of the things I think that was really fascinating was... um, Starbucks actually began its own real estate department. They, they have uh, all Starbucks are owned by Starbucks itself, the corporation, and they're either leased or they're owned real estate. So, in a lot of ways, um, Starbucks is as much real estate company as it is a coffee company. And uh, what they task these um, uh, departments to do is to go and find reasonable real estate in areas that are developing that will just continue to improve. And typically gentrification areas are are prime Starbucks locations, you know. Um, About 15 years ago, they decided to to purchase more of their own properties. So getting it right became more and more important. So they had like a full-term team that does nothing but go through all this um, reams and reams of demographics, you know, the planning department data, the assessor's data, you know, business tapestry data from across the United States to define where that next Starbucks should be. So, moving from the Harvard study, another study, or actually a book that came out, was that called Zillow Talks, and um, Zillow Talks was written by its uh, two co-founders, and uh, that was, um, uh, let's see, Raskoff and uh, also Humphreys, and what they came across was they determined, uh, Stan Humphreys and and Spencer Raskoff, that is, that um, they, they took... The look at what Harvard was doing a little further and they had just kind of looked at the information. Now if you're not familiar what Zillow kind of came about was these two in, uh, developers, inventors, however you want. I know um, Stan Humphreys is an, uh, a chief economist. They figured out a way of collecting data from you know all the assessors offices, the property databases, uh, cities, uh, zoning and what have you and being able to create a nationwide database that they could put on the internet and allow people to see values of their homes or changes in their homes, um, you know, for the networks. It's kind of the same thing Yelp had done, uh, but theirs was more geared towards ownership of real estate, you know, and and so it was kind of a partnering kind of same concept, same type of data that the the Harvard study was talking about from Yelp, but this was Zillow's own. So Zillow brings up in in an article or chapter of their book um, that, you know, there was one case that they came across, and this was specific to... um, where between like 1970 or 19 excuse me 97 and, and 2014 uh, homes within a quarter mile of a Starbucks typically increased in value about 96% during that time. Now the industry average for homes was like 65%. So what happens here is it, it, they're saying that 36% more value was brought to homes that had a Starbucks within a quarter mile. Than those that didn't have a Starbucks. So that's a huge trend if you're investing, or especially you know, if you're looking, you know, for a place to buy. Because what that means is, you know, the ultimate goal of a home, of course, is to provide shelter and, and a place for you to live, but it's also the largest investment you're ever gonna own. So if, if you can almost hedge that over a period of time, you're going to be able to collect in addition to that, you know, an extra thirty-six percent. That's big news. That's big money. That's something you want to know, especially when you're in an area like South Miami where the average house is, you know, $450,000, $500,000. So, having said that, and it wasn't just unique, uh, one of the things the other study brought out is they, they noticed coffee houses had a big impact. Dunkin' had an impact as well, uh, Dunkin' Donuts, that is, as Starbucks. It just wasn't as great. So, the center became called the Starbucks Effects for that. So personal experience, um, I'm living in an area where we have four Starbucks within about four miles of my house. And that it's really interesting in the fact that about two years ago, I had one come in within roughly about half a mile of my house. Now, property values have been steadily increasing, largely due to the fact that we're now in a seller um, environment where, um, actually, it's a buyer uh, environment for it had been for like eight years. We've been constantly in a buyer's market since about 12. And then it started to change about the end of 2018 into a little bit more of a seller's market because inventory started to, to go out. And then of course now recently because of COVID. But since the time that that Starbucks moved in close to the house, I'll let you know some very, very specific things changed. One, Home values, um, any homes in the area of like um, 350 on up to about 600,000 started to disappear quickly off the market. People started to realize they were a buy, and they, they picked them up. A lot of that has to do with the 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 good insurance rates, or excuse me, the good um, interest rates that are available right now, but also just simply because of value there. The other thing that was really interesting when I, I, I note this as a parent is when I drop it, the kids off or I pick the kids up from school instead of the, the normal occasional BMW and sure you know, the, the Toyotas and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, I started to see Bentleys and Rolls Royces start to show up picking up kids at school. So this was a huge aha moment for me as well. So it's like, um, I will say that the impact of the four Starbucks have greatly stabilized, um, the communities in and around where I live, but it's also de- definitely brought the, um, the increase of wealth as well. So uh, just from a personal side, you know, I think whenever somebody says, you know, where is the Starbucks and is it located? I would look at that. Now, usually Starbucks don't come in by themselves. Um, one of the other things that I would definitely look at is um, uh, Walmart's where they're going in. Are they next to a Starbucks? Is there a Starbucks, for instance, next to the local grocery stores? Here in South Florida, we're in Publix. And in my particular area, we have like one, two, three, we have like four publics in that same five mile area, Starbucks next to two of them, uh, a nice sized Walmart, a target. So when you see that in like a, a four or five mile area, you know, you're in a very good place and a good place to invest. So I just wanted to kind of summarize and kind of go over those two studies that, that had been talked about and kind of sh- share with you some of the topics that have been discussed in the Starbucks effect. So that'll be it for today. Thank you for listening. Um, and, and have a great rest of the day. What?